Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to What Women Must Know, a show empowering you with truthful information so you can make the most informed decisions possible. And I am so thrilled that you are here. I welcome you to the show, and I welcome you to another in-depth conversation that really is designed to help support you on your journey to greater health and well-being. If you are listening for the first time, welcome. I hope you'll be coming back and uh, visiting me on both my podcasts because I have another podcast on Progressive Radio Network every Saturday at 11 a.m. called The Love Code. And if you'd like to get all of my shows that are archived, you can either go over to my Facebook page and like me at What Women Must Know or just go over to my website, which is drcherylselman.com and opt in there so I can send all the shows out to you directly every week. And as always, I have another fantastic conversation in store for you today. We're going to be exploring omega-3 fatty acids, and particularly we're exploring 17 scientific-based benefits of omega-3 fatty acids with one of the experts in the field of omega fatty acids, and that's my guest today, Udo Erasmus. And, uh, uh, well, I, I think I'm just going to uh, start by introducing uh, Udo and a bit about who he is. He is a, pi- a pioneer in the work of health and wellness, which started over 40 years ago. As a prominent voice of the Healthy Fats Oils Movement, Udo raised manufacturing standards of food oils, including flax oil. In 1994, he co-founded Udo's Choice Supplement brand, a global leader in cutting-edge health products specializing in healthy oils, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and greens. Udo is an accomplished author of several books, including Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, with over 250,000 copies sold, and with extensive education in biochemistry and biology, and a master's degree in counseling psychology, Udo has impacted millions of lives delivering his fresh message on how to achieve perfect health. And you can never go wrong with a message about how to achieve perfect health. So it's my great pleasure to welcome Udo Rasmus to the show today. Hello and welcome back, Udo. Hi, glad to be glad to be back on with you, Dr. Selman. You know, it's it's so good having you because uh, you're always uh, such a wealth of information. And when we talk about the subject of omega-3 fatty acids, which I know is your passion in life and understanding the these healthy fats, it's uh, it's more important now than ever before to really to really appreciate what uh, role omega uh, omega fatty acids play in our life. And I just want to go through. The 17, I'm just going to go through them really quick because then we have a further conversation. But I want to start by really impressing upon people the importance of getting adequate omega-3 fatty acids into their diet and all the benefits, okay? So I'm just going to roll through the the 17 that I have come across here. So first of all, um, omega-3 fight depression anxiety. They are fantastic for eye health. They can promote brain health during pregnancy and early life. They can improve the risk factors for heart disease. They can help reduce symptoms of ADHD in children. Omega-3s can reduce symptoms of metabolic syndrome. 
They can fight inflammation. They can help fight autoimmune diseases. Omega-3s help with improving mental disorders. They can fight age-related mental decline and Alzheimer's disease. Omega-3s can help prevent cancer. They reduce asthma in children, can reduce fat in your liver. They can improve bone and joint health. They can alleviate menstrual pain. I would say all hormonal problems for that matter. And they uh, can improve sleep. And uh, last, but I'm sure not least, is they're good for your skin. So that's kind of the summary I found. I also want to say one of the things that I remember coming across uh, many years ago is that cultures that um, traditionally ate a lot of fish, we're talking about um, Native Americans who lived on the coast, we're talking about um, the Irish, uh, when they when they uh, moved or their diet was changed for one reason or another, a lot of immigrants coming over to the United States, and they stopped eating a lot of these fatty fish, they were more prone to addictions, like alcohol addictions, which I found to be really fascinating and disturbing, to say the least. <clears throat> so, so Udo, that's kind of the overall uh, benefit that I just wanted to roll out there to get people to pay attention because if anyone is dealing with any of these health issues, then you definitely want to learn about omega-3s and their place for your health. So having said all of that, uh, I'm just going to hand it over to you and your thoughts <laughs> about this big story on the role of omega-3 fatty acids in our diet. Right. Okay, so everything you've said, obviously, is coming from research. And the summary of the research that I like to give is basically they, they concluded that if you increase omega-3s in your diet and provided they're not damaged, because that can make them toxic, provided they're not damaged and they don't contain other toxins like pesticides and other industrial junk, so if you increase omega-3s in your diet, you can improve virtually every major degenerative condition of our time. Now, I didn't say cure. I said improve. And, the re and, and why that's true is because 99% of the population doesn't get enough omega-3s for optimum health. So when you increase them to optimum, then you're going to improve your health. And because they, every cell needs them, they literally improve the health and the functioning and the energy levels of every cell. And that's why such a big statement can be made. As you know, this is, that's a big statement. Improve virtually every major, major degenerative condition of our time. That's a big statement. They make you more insulin sensitive. So that takes you away from diabetes. You know, they increase oxygen metabolism. That means you get more energy. And we've measured in performance in athletes that within 30 days of taking an oil that is made with health in mind, balanced properly between omega-3 and 6, but with preponderance of omega-3s, within 30 days, if they did their sport exhaustion, they had 40 to 60% improvement in their performance. And then they also recovered quicker, and their injuries healed quicker, and their joints didn't hurt as much. They were more flexible and, and mobile, and they had less, uh, you know, because for athletes, joints are kind of the, the, the weak link, right? 
because you just have mm-hmm. to torque a joint a little bit and you mess it up. So, so, um, so they're they're just amazing just because they improve energy levels so much. They make the hormones work more effectively at the cell receptor level, and they make your glands uh, function better so they last longer into old age. So it just goes on and on. You pick them. They make hair and nail grow 25% faster, and you end up with less split ends and 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 less cracked cracked nails. Um, I mean, they they inhibit the bone breakdown cells, so they actually improve bone strength. So I'm just adding ones that, that I didn't hear on your list, but it goes on and on. Antioxidants, they have antioxidant function. They are actually the only molecule. This is something I only figure, figured out a week ago, and not a week, a month ago, that omega-3s are the only molecule that can serve both as fuel for the body, it's actually the best fuel, the highest energy fuel, and at the same time, a part of them can be turned into antioxidants and anti-inflammatory molecules that inhibit damage done by fuels. And I call it spark control, because when you have, when you build a, a strong fire in your body, you get sparks. So they turn into, so they they act as fuel for energy. And then they do spark control as antioxidants and anti-inflammatories. And they're made, they're, they're made in the body from the omega-3. There's no other molecule in nutrition that does both the fire and the spark control, that does both the fuel and the, and the protection from free radicals. This is, a, like, this is like a really special molecule. What is it that makes um, these fats so critically important for the body? Well, well, to begin with, they're they're essential. You know, essential, when we talk about nutrition, has a very specific definition that was put together by scientists on the basis of research. And it goes like this. A nutrient is essential if you have to have it to live and be healthy, but cannot make it in your own body and therefore have to get from outside. That's number one. Number two, if you don't get enough, you cannot stay healthy. Your health will deteriorate. You will get deficiency symptoms. They are degenerative, which just means your body's falling apart. They're degenerative in nature. They get worse with time. And if you don't get enough long enough, you die. These are the essential building blocks for body construction. The third one, which is the hope, hope one, is that if your health is declining because you're not getting enough omega-3s and you bring back enough omega-3s into your diet before you die, obviously death by definition is not reversible. So be, you bring, bring them back in adequate quantities before you die, all of the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed because life knows what to do but we have to take responsibility to make sure that all of those essential building blocks land in our body. By the way, that definition applies to 18 minerals, 13 vitamins, nine essential amino acids that come from proteins, and the two essential fatty acids, omega-3 and omega-6, that come from oils. So, so they're essential. So the fact that they're important is essential, that they're so important because they're essential for every cell in the body. Every cell needs them, 
and 99% of the population doesn't get enough for optimum health. This is the biggest, single, most widespread essential nutrient deficiency of our time. And they're a nightmare to work with. They're very high energy, but they're also very susceptible to being damaged by light, by oxygen, and by heat. So they have to be made with great care, stored and transported with care, and then used with care because you never, ever, ever, ever want to fry foods in omega-3s because you wreck the omega-3s and they then become toxic and they will be worse for you than than other fats that are not as sensitive, that are not as good for you, but they're not damaged as much either. So the, this is like this is like the you know the special the special racehorse is, is omega threes. You have to treat it with care. You have to feed it right. If you don't treat it right, you know if you damage the oil, it will damage your health. So you've got to pay attention to getting your your omega three oils made with health in mind, and that's not always the case in the marketplace either. Well, we need to talk about that, but I want to hold that for the moment because I, I want to first talk about diet. So mm-hmm. what are, I mean, you know, the, the use of supplementation like the omega-3s as a supplement is relatively new, right? So what, what was the way that people 50 years ago or so would get their omega-3s? And can we get it from our diet today? Um. Okay, so there was lots of questions about there. Um, first of all, the omega-3s in nature are more abundant closer to the poles, south, south Pole, North Pole. And the creatures that live closer to the poles are richer in omega-3s than the creatures that live in the tropics or that live further south. And you literally have lots of omega-3s up north then you go south from there, you get more omega-6s. Then you go south from there, you get more omega-9s. Now, now you're in the Mediterranean. And then you get into the tropics and you get more saturated fats. And that's just the way geographically there's, they are distributed because omega-3s, because they produce so much energy, are pro- profoundly important for creatures that live in really cold climates like a fish, like a salmon. You know, it's a cold-blooded animal. And somehow in that cold water that it swims in, it has to have be able to create, produce enough energy that it can escape from a warm-blooded predator. And omega-3s give it that kind of increase in energy. If you take omega-3s, you feel warmer. They, they keep you warmer in winter. Whereas the saturated fats are cooling and they keep you cooler in the tropics in summer. Now, every place in the world that I've looked at, and I haven't looked at all the places, but in the tropical climates, you also find some foods that have omega-3s in them. For instance, in the Pacific Islands, which are mostly tropical, there's a nut that has a very hard black shell around it. It's called kukui nut. And that nut, the oil in that nut has about 30% omega-3s in it. And the people who are indigenous to those, those islands used kukui nut therapeutically in, in improving people's health when they lost their health. In India, which is also pretty warm, they have um, psyllium seed. Now, we use the husk for bowel regularity. 
right? Psyllium husk. And we just call it psyllium, but there's actually a seed that goes with it. The, the psyllium husk is just a shell. So there's not much nutrition in it, but lots of fiber. That's why it's good for bowel regularity. But if you go to India, they eat the seed. And in the seed is oil, and the oil in the psyllium seed, again, 30% omega-3. So there are sources in, in different places of omega-3s, but they're not widespread. And they're always in very tight packaging because they have to be protected by nature from light, oxygen, and heat, which damage them very rapidly. So I don't know if that answers all the questions that you asked. Well, well it just it, it actually brings up more questions because <laughs> here's my question. Uh, if, if you're living in cold climate, yeah. uh, then, it, it, you know, omega-3 seems to be appropriate. If you're living in tropical climates, do you need the same amount of omega-3s or do you need more of the saturated fats? I know it, seeds like chia seeds, for instance, are high in omegas as well. Oh, yeah, chia, well, what are you chia seeds about too, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, if you were running around in a loincloth or naked in the in the latitude you live in, in the climate that you live in, it would be different because most of us now live in a in a um, not a Mediterranean climate that's already too hot, but we live in in with air conditioning and in buildings that are kept at the temperature of the of the below, like south of the south of the poles, in the temperate areas. That's what it's called, the temperate latitudes. And we all in the, around the world, where we have air conditioning, are living in temperate zones. So our need is no longer a tropical need when we're in the tropics, because we don't spend that much time outdoors. We spend most of our time indoors, and the, and the need is not different. Although, if it if if it was just about the climate. I use four tablespoons of oil that is about half omega-3 and a quarter omega-6, ballpark, in Canada where it gets pretty cold, so we're temperate zone. In summer when it's hot, I only need two to three. And that's because in winter, more of that oil is burned in my body for energy to keep me warm. And so, and so I don't need as much in summer as I do in winter. So that would apply to people in the tropics if they're actually spending time outdoors. But if they spend time indoors, then the summer and, summer and winter temperatures are not that different. And so it would be about the same. But it's usually, for most people, about a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day, which is for most adults, two to four tablespoons of oil mixed in food and intake spread out over the course of the day. Well, that's so interesting. That's an in, that's an interesting um observation. Uh, the climate and the temperature determine what would be best in terms of dosage of the of the oils. So right. in the summer, so in the summertime, let's say in the northern hemisphere, in the summertime you would you would cut back a bit as opposed to the yeah. nor the, the winter time when you want more generate more heat in the body. Exactly. Yep. And, uh, in and, fact, and, if and I support the immune system because cold, I mean, cold is a stressor on the body anyway, so it would help the immune system taking more essential fatty acids. Right. 
Right. And and um, what was I going to say? I just forgot what I was going to say. Okay. Anyway, let's go on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the the other thing I just want to say, um, because people have so many challenges with their ability to to absorb nutrients, their their guts are damaged in many ways. They keep gut. Mm-hmm. They have dysbiosis. Um, I, I always encourage people to take a digestive enzyme that's high in lipase to ensure that you can digest fast, which because lipase mm-hmm. is an enzyme for fat digestion. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, well, yeah, I think about it a little bit different. Uh, in terms of, first of all, digestion of fats for most people, not the people who have serious uh, gluten insensitivity or celiac disease, or for people with cystic fibrosis, their digestion is very messed up. But for people who have normal digestion, fat digestion is very easy. And your body will absorb 94% of the fat you eat, and and only 6% of it ends up in your stool. That's pretty efficient. So, um, so the what? But I do think enzymes are really important, and the enzymes that I think are most important are the protease enzymes, because when you don't digest your proteins properly, properly they're foreign proteins, and your immune system will then have to get involved in digesting it, or you can get food allergies, food sensitivities, or even autoimmune diseases and, and inflammation and lots of gut pain and problems. And so for me, the, the proteases are the enzymes that do the most important work in digestion. And yes, if you cook your foods or you fry your foods, you destroy the enzymes that are present in raw food, so you should replace them. And on top of that, you should also take probiotics, which are friendly bacteria, which are also killed when foods are cooked. And those two together are exceptionally important for digesting foods. But but it's the protein digestion, not so much the fat digestion, that is is it requires the help here. Um, and they're absorbed very easily. Uh, the issue with the with the essential fatty acids is more that they're sensitive, that they're easily damaged, and that in industrial processing, the right care is not taken. And so there's quite a bit of damage in the industrially processed oils. And that damage creates unnatural pr- uh, molecules. And... Life never made a program to break them down because they never existed in nature. And so they then pile up in the body and interfere with what needs to be going on, and that's how they create problems. So it's not just deficiency of omega-3 that's an issue, but toxicity, especially in the omega-6 oils, because most of our oils are rich in omega-6 and don't even have any omega-3s. That toxicity also needs to be addressed. And so they need to be made with health in mind. And when you talked about at the introduction that uh, I I uh, improved standards for oil manufacture, that was the that was what I did, making oils with health in mind by protecting them in very tightly controlled situations so that they they don't get damaged by light, oxygen, and heat. 
So that's a very, very important issue. But absolutely for digestion, digestive enzymes, probiotics, absolutely. Now, you said that 99% of the population is deficient in omega-3s. That's, that's, a huge, that's a huge percentage of the population. That's almost everybody. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I think two reasons. One of them is because there, there are far fewer sources of omega-3s among seeds and nuts than there are of omega-6s. And so if we're eating seeds and nuts, we're going to get our omega sixes, no problem, but we're not necessarily going to, going to get our omega threes because there are so many fewer sources. But the second reason, I think that maybe the most, the more important reason, is that the omega threes are five times more sensitive to damage. In other words, you treat them the same way. If you get one percent damage in an omega six oil, and you treat an omega three oil. That way, you will get five times more damage. You would get five percent damage in the in the omega three oil if they have you know if they have the same amount omega six and same amount of three. So because they're five times more sensitive, they are a nightmare for manufacturers because you have to give them so much care. And let me just maybe lay that out a little bit. So the industry gets you seeds and nuts. They could be rancid. They could be, you know, they could be they could have mold growing on them. They throw them in a in a in a situation, maybe they uh, press them with a with a screw press that that creates a lot of pressure and squeezes the oil out of the seed. Then they get the rest of it out with solvents. Then they mix them all together. Then they got to clean it up. And to clean it up, they use uh, sodium hydroxide, which is a very corrosive base. Then phosphoric acid, which is an incredibly uh, corrosive acid. Then they bleach them with bleaching clays, and all of this is done to clean up the oil and to give it a long shelf life. And then when they treat it with the, the bleaching clay, it goes rancid, and then it smells bad, and now it has to be deodorized. I used to call it de-stinkerized, because you want to get rid of the bad odor because people don't want to buy oil that smells bad. And then when that's done, you have, you, you have a colorless, odorless, tasteless oil, they then put it in a plastic bottle, and the plastic plastic leaches into oil quicker than water. And then it stands on the shelf in stores, uh, exposed to light that goes through the plastic that does damage to the oil. It's usually protected from oxygen, and it's at room temperature. Or if it's if it's hot somewhere and you get direct sunlight through a window, you're going to get <laughs> you you could even warm up the oil. So that's, but that's what we're used to. No, no refrigeration. And then we take it home and then we, it sits on the shelf at home and we open it. Oxygen gets in, rancidity begins. And then we throw it in the frying pan and we fry things in it. And when you fry, you're damaging oil with oxygen, light and heat all at the same time. So when we make oils with health in mind, very different. Got to start with organically grown seeds because one of the one of the problems with the oils I just described is they also have pesticides in them because they don't use organically grown seeds. And when they heat it to frying temperature, that blows off half of the pesticides, but half of the pesticides stay in the oil. I was shocked when I found that out. I didn't even know. This is way back. Way back. And uh, so we start with organically grown seeds. We have really tight machinery that 
that no oxygen and no light get to the oil from the time it's in the seed in nature's packaging through the pressing, the filtering, the settling, the filling processes till it's in a brown glass bottle. Then we put that bottle in a box so it's protected from light. Then it goes in the fridge. Oh, and by the way, it's nitrogen flush too, so that there's no oxygen in the headspace. And we don't take all the color molecules out, and we don't take the lecithin out. This is an unrefined oil in its natural state, not damaged by the processing. And then we ship it. It's refrigerated in the stores. You refrigerate it at home. If it's in transit longer than two weeks, we ship it refrigerated. So this is a very different way of looking at oils, but if you want to make them with health in mind, you need to give them that care because they are that sensitive. And that's what they knew, no, you know, I, the, the industry that I, that I kind of spearheaded was based on giving good oils that are really sensitive the care they need so that when you take them, they will unfold their benefits in your body. You know, you, know it, you have become, uh, you're so meticulous at making sure every step of the way you create a high-quality product. It yep. it's, um, leads me to, to ask you, um, are, are there other people in the industry, I mean, you, you can buy fish oils off the shelf just about anywhere. So I think you, yep. you probably want to warn us about that. <laughs> I would well, yeah, let me let me do it right now. Fish oils, the omega-3s in fish oils are even five times more sensitive than the plant omega-3s. So they're even damaged more. And, of course, if you take it, you can get fish oil in small glass bottles, and you put them in your fridge, and you open it, and with even in the fridge, within days, you can smell the rancidity of the oil. That's how sensitive they are. And the industry kind of makes them the same way they make the cooking oils. The care isn't taken, and it's a problem. And the research now on, on, on fish oils, the early research showed that they had some benefits, which you would expect from EPA and DHA, the, the omega-3 derivatives. They're not essential because your body can make those. But they, you can get them in, in certain products. And um, where was they going? Um, well, well, because uh, we were talking about buying them off the shelf and buyer beware. Right. 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 Oh, yeah. So the research that 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 is being done now that compares the the newer research, the research keeps coming to the conclusion that fish oils are actually not helpful for health anymore. They were. You know, if you ate the fish and the fish was clean, that oil was good. So you eat a salmon that's a high high omega-3 EPA DHA fish, that was okay. But fish are now the dirtiest meat on the planet because the, oil, the, the oceans are our sewers. Everything from land ends up in the ocean. And then if it's oil-soluble, then it ends up in the oil of the creatures. And then if you have more oil in a creature and it's higher on the food chain, it concentrates up the food chain, and you get more and more of the, of the toxins are ending up in the in the high fat creatures in the ocean that are higher on the food chain. Salmon is pretty high on the food chain, 
So the, so the research says it, they don't work anymore. And why don't they work anymore? Because more processing was done to get those oils to have less taste over the past 20 years, 30 years. And more processing had to be done because there are PCBs and dioxins in the oils, which are super carcinogenic, and they had up to 1,300 parts per billion in it. The researchers said there should be none. There's no safe limit for PCBs and dioxins. The government then said, well, you have to be reasonable because, you know, they have to, they, they can't just shut down an industry. So they said, well, you have to bring it down from 1,300 to 90 parts per billion. And in order to do that, you have to heat the oil and you damage it even more. And so what happens is that the more you do processing, you do a little bit of damage and you do a bit of damage and you do a little more damage and a little more damage and a little more damage. And you get to a point where the damage you've done by the processing equals the benefits you get from the undamaged molecules. Then you have a product that doesn't work anymore. And if you process it a little more, you might actually get damage done by this product that was supposed to help you because you, you have more toxic molecules in it now than you have beneficial molecules. And that's what processing does to foods because nature's mandate, if you want to go back to the beginnings, nature's mandate for health. You know, you're part of nature. You come out of nature. You live within nature. You know, it's hard to tell these days in our houses and our, all our gadgets and all our, our conveniences. But you're a natural creature. Your body is made out of nature. And nature's mandate for optimum health was fresh, whole, raw, organic, seasonal, maybe sunripe, um, and for, for humans, mostly plant-based plant-based whole foods. So we're not talking about sugar and margarine here. We're talking about whole foods, plant-based. And fresh, raw, and organic as much as possible. You know, when they're fresh, there are digestive enzymes in the food, so it's easier to digest. There are probiotics on the food that, Im that improve your digestion. And the moment we cook it, we're, we're destroying the enzymes and the probiotics, so then that's why we need the supplements of those to bring them back, because we need those. Those are important. And, um, you know, and everything. So most of our degenerative conditions come from processing. And omega-3 being the most sensitive of the, the essential nutrients is the one that is damaged most by the processing. In a tablespoon of cooking oil that is 1% damaged, there are 60 quintillion damaged molecules. That's like in one tablespoon of oil. <laughs> you get more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. And they interfere. And, and yeah, and, I think that the, the, the point needs to be made that not only are if, – if you're not getting a, uh, a true beneficial source of these omega essential fatty acids and you're taking in an inferior product that is uh, rancid to some is rancid period, 
Um, yeah, damaged. It's, yeah. it's not only not doing what it's meant to be doing, but it's actually contributing to deterioration of your health. So it's a really big right. subject because it's actually going to cause greater harm if you take a rancid form of oils into your body. Yep. And especially if it's fried. You know, frying is the dumbest thing we've ever invented in, in all of human history. Because because you're taking the most sensitive nutrients and and you're literally damaging by the three most damaging um, 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 what do you say factors right the three most damaging factors on the planet light oxygen and heat and you and you're doing it simultaneously and if you fry carbs you increase the the carbs increase the damaged carbs increase inflammation and risk of cancer. If you fry protein, the protein increases inflammation and risk of cancer, and the oil itself increases risk of uh, increases inflammation and risk of cancer. So fundamentally, we're you know we're not digging our <laughs> we're actually we're not digging our our graves with our knives and forks. We're actually digging our graves in the frying pan. And so I say to I, people, I, wanna... get your, I, I say to people, get your frying pan. Turn it upside down. Hit yourself on the head with it really hard so you associate it with pain and then throw that stupid thing out because it's going to hurt you <laughs> because we, because we in the one tablespoon, you get all of that. But then you fry it, you've got to double, triple, quadruple, maybe six times multiply the number of, of uh, damaged molecules. And then you do that for 30 years. You've got to multiply the num- that number of molecules by another 10,000 for the number of days in 30 years. And then you get sick and you say, I don't know what happened to me. I always good. I always ate good. Because you didn't know what I'm telling you. And it's really important to know. Yeah. People who love their French fries are not going to be happy with this conversation, are they? <laughs> no, they should eat their French fries raw. <laughs> and, and, and then they'll be around longer to abuse me. <laughs> uh, you know, For TV, um, taking their favorite hab- habit away from them. Um, I just want to go back to the fish for a moment because, you know, salmon has been uh, touted as a healthy fish, and it it truly is a healthy fish, but or has been, but certainly not, 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 not if it's farm-raised. And if anyone is, you know, buying fish, they that's an important distinction you have to make. You do not want to get any farm fish. Farm grown yeah. fish at all? Yeah, farm raised is is way worse than than wild, but the, there is no wild fish that are clean anymore. I was I went fishing yeah. in Alaska, yeah. and the Alaska salmon that should be the cleanest salmon in the world. Nope, yeah. PCBs and dioxins in there in are in those salmon, and you can't oh. you can't get organic salmon because you can't isolate a piece of ocean and keep it clean. So everything that's in the ocean, anything that dissolves, goes everywhere. And so you can't protect the the Arctic waters from the junk that's in the tropical waters or in the in the you know in the European and North American waters. So it's it's a it's a dilemma. And of course, you think about it, we have done all this to ourselves. We as human beings, trying to trying to think we could do anything we wanted to do and get away with it. I call that uh, um, freedom without responsibility. You know, freedom comes with responsibility. We have been less than responsible 
in how we treat the planet and what we then eventually do to ourselves, right? Because those toxic industrial molecules didn't create themselves. We created those. And then we just dumped them in the, in the natural system. And that, you know, and then, or we take the, the garbage to, a, to another country off Africa, poor country. They dump all the garbage in the ocean there. And the, st- and the stuff goes everywhere in the ocean and it comes back to us. Or the, we grow foods in those places and they're polluted. And then all these pesticides that we don't use anymore are still being used there because they don't have the same kind of control. And then they export the food and we get their food with pesticides on them that we outlawed here because we know we know how damaging they are to health. So it's kind of like, so, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, we, 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 we poop in our nest and then we wonder why we're nesting in our poop. So, so the bottom and, line of what, you know, what you're sharing with this Sudo, is that mm-hmm. um, it, it really is essential to get these vital essential fats, but we need to get them in a form that is clean and um, has the potency and is um, uh, truly effective and digestible, which is what you've been specializing in for all these decades, really. Yeah. So let's talk about what you have created, what your, you know, what what your contribution is to this area of research. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first oil that we made, I mean, it comes out, I got poisoned by pesticides, you know, and I started looking at how could I help myself because the doctors couldn't help me. And I started reading about minerals and vitamins and essential nutrients and how health works and how the body is made. And it's all like really interesting. I, I knew some of it, but, uh, uh, you know, the, the food part was not as uh, obvious to me. So I started reading in the journals and I got stuck on fats. Because on the one hand, they said omega-6 is essential. I gave you the definition before. Can't make it, got to have it. Got to get it from food. If you don't get it uh, long enough, you die. And if you bring it back before you die, everything that comes from not getting enough is reversed. Well, so I found out that omega-6 is essential by that definition. And the next study I read, it says omega-6 gives you cancer and kills you. And I'm going, what? Here's something that is essential for my health, and then I take, I eat it because it's essential for my health, and then I get cancer and it kills me. It's like, well, how can you have something that is essential for health at the same time give you cancer and kills you? And it just drove me crazy <laughs> trying to figure it out. And so I, what, what that did is it made me look deeper into how oils are made and what you never hear that everybody should know is that the processing of the oils that does damage turns those oils into something that is not good for health. But nobody tells you that. And it's the processing that's the issue and that all the problems that are blamed on oils. There are people now saying you shouldn't take, you shouldn't use any omega-6 oils because omega-6s are toxic. No, they're not. Omega-6s are essential too by that definition. But the damage done to them is what causes the problems the, these oils create and that the processing should be blamed, not the omega-6. Omega-6 and 3 are both essential. You need them in the right ratio because they have some opposing effects. And if you get optimized, those two, 
everything in the fish oils and everything in the supplements and everything else that is made from oils, your body can make because you have the genetic material in your cells that makes the enzymes that do the conversions and the transformations of those essential fatty acids into hundreds of health-benefiting molecules. You can do all that in your body if you optimize your intake of the essential fatty acids and you live and you live in line with nature. So your uh, Una's Choice, which is, I think that's like your flagship product, right? That's what you have yeah. uh, so, developed. Right. So we started with flaxseed oil because it's the richest source of omega-3s that are too low in almost everybody's diet. And that was good, except um, it's, it's a poorly balanced oil. It doesn't have enough omega-6 in it. It has a lot of omega-3, not enough omega-6. And I became omega-6 deficient on flax oil. I got dry eyes, skipped heartbeats, arthritis-like pain in, in my finger joints, and thin, papery skin. And so I said, okay, you know, I'm trying to get people healthy. I, I was so excited when I found out, oh, oh my God, omega-3s are essential. Oh, my God, we could help almost everybody. everybody. And it was like, I found a purpose for my life. You know, it's like, and if there's something about being able to help people live better lives that feels really good in the heart. I don't know how else to explain it. And so I was so excited. Oh, my God, we could help so many people. Then I became omega-6 deficient on flaxseed oil. And I said, you know what? We need to go one step further. We need to put together something where that can't happen. So you get omega-3s that are missing, the omega-6s that are not damaged. Cause, because, so I tell people, get off the cooking oils. Use omega-6s that are not damaged. So we have them in the blend. There's still more omega-3s than omega-6s. Uh, but the omega-6s are made with health in mind. And then I developed a blend. We call it, it's called Udo's Oil. And it has flax for the omega-3s, sunflower sesame, uh, for omega-6s, has evening primrose in it, and has um, lecithin, uh, GMO-free lecithin from soybeans that we get from Europe. And it has uh, rice germ and oat germ oil for minor ingredients. And it has a little bit of coconut oil and has some vitamin E in it. I think that should add up to nine ingredients. Everything organic except the vitamin E doesn't fit into those designations because it's an industrial product. But it's a, it's a good antioxidant for oils. So we, we created that, and literally I eat it every day. I put it in my food, and literally the way you use it, compatible with all foods, you mix it in foods, you spread your intake over the course of the day, and your optimum is going to be in the ballpark of a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day. Uh, uh, and like I said, mixed in foods spread out over the course of the day. L breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, shakes, smoothies. You can put it on hot veg on steamed vegetables after they come off the heat. You can put it in miso soup or hot soup, but after it comes off the, off the heat source. And you put it in just before you eat it. Enhances flavors, improves the absorption of well-soluble nutrients, and gives you gives you energy. Uh, you might have noticed I still have some energy at 80. <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, and I have no aches and pains. You know, I'm 80, I have no aches and pains, except when I bang into something, you know, it's like. <laughs> and then you heal rapidly, right? Yeah, and then you heal, rap heal rapidly. 
yeah, it's 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 remarkable. I you know I I'm, I'm surprised actually that I'm in as good shape as I am. Because, yeah. uh, but I do pay attention. I did throw out my frying pan. I had arthritis in my knees when I was 38, so half the half this age, and when I bent my knees, uh, just a little, there was pain. And all my brothers and sisters have have arthritis. <laughs> I have nothing. I'm the mm-hmm. I'm the youngest of four and five years older than than the youngest after me. The young, the one after me. I, I, bet, I, know what, I bet I know what they get for Christmas. <laughs> no, they, you know, uh, they're not all open to what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, they are to some yeah. extent. They are to some extent and some more than others. And some people, some of, some of my siblings hate that I talk about health because they don't want to change their their food habits and uh and i don't you know so i don't push him i i stopped i did for a while and then i realized you know what Un, unsolicited advice uh is is not always uh appreciated so the people who are listening clearly this is not un, unsolicited advice because they they chose to listen to you right and and they right. chose to listen to you because they actually are interested in improving in improving their health. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's yeah. that's why I have a wonderful audience and community. Um, so your product it, it, it has to be refrigerated, right? So people are interested in getting your product, and and I think we have to emphasize it has to be taken with food for optimal digestion. You just don't take it. it on an empty stomach, you have to take well, it some, food to Yeah, some people take it on an empty stomach, especially like athletes sometimes take it on an empty stomach. But I have never recommended it. It's always with food. Uh, I think it's the best way to use it, and you get the best benefits from using it that way. And you find it in a brown glass bottle, in a box, in the fridge, in the supplement section, in the natural food stores, health food stores. So that's where, that's where you find the oil. Uh, you can also um, order it direct by um, by going to one on an eight hundred number, which is one eight hundred four nine eight three six one zero. That's the company that makes it, and you can also get it off the net at Udo's Choice U D O S. Choice C H O I C E Udoschoice dot com, and those are the three most uh, effective ways of getting the oils. You know, your body needs an oil change, just like the car, from the damaged oils, the damaged, dirty oils, to oils made with health in mind. So, so that um, so so if, if a person cannot find it in their health food store, then they can yeah. go to um, uh, online, yeah, online. online. And if they like using the telephone, then they go to one eight hundred. What's that number? Four, Give it One eight hundred. One eight hundred four nine eight three six one zero. That's in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know you ship overseas as well to other countries. We do. And we I, were in I've about forty countries. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, Udo, uh, we talked a little bit before the show, and I, I want to be sure you mention it. We only have a few minutes left, so let's talk about the role of 
um, uh, the essential fatty acids for uh, for women who are uh, have a pregnancy tend to have more mm -hmm. children. Let's talk about that just briefly because I think that's a really important thing. And the other thing yes. that I think is a really important thing. Well, we well, we've kind of touched on it, but I want to emphasize the role of the essential fatty acids for a strong immune system. It's really important yeah. to do that. As we get into the season, the holiday season, the immune system gets extremely challenged with yeah. all the partying and weather. And also, um, it's really important for bone health. We, we don't think about um, healthy bones having a, a need for essential fatty acids. We think of it as, yeah. unfortunately, as calcium, which is a big myth. But um, essential fatty acids are also healthy, uh, important for healthy bone, bone turnover, regenerating bones, supporting bones. But let's just talk about yep. the role for women. Just, we only okay. have a minute or so, so we'll do it quickly. Yeah, question. and this is definitely what women must know. It goes like this. The research has shown that every time a woman has a child, the child will deplete her of essential fatty acids. And part of that is because of, you know, there's a, a lot of omega-3 in the brain. And when you build a brain in your body, then you got to, build a brain and maintain a brain. And so women don't, just like the 99% that don't get enough omega-3s, they don't get enough omega-3s, so the child takes it from her brain. And that's basically nature saying, well, mom is the past and the child is the future. And if we have to sacrifice the past for the future, we will do that. So the child gets some preference for building its brain and the woman gets her brain unbuilt. And they've shown that each child depletes the mother further. They've shown that each child gets less than the previous child. That's why they think the oldest are, in general, the, the smartest and the youngest the least smart. That's not always the case because there are other factors involved. But there's definitely that trend if you, if you measure the oldest against the second, against the third, against the fourth. And they say it's the reason why women get 2 to 15 times more frequently than men the following conditions. Depression, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, collagen diseases, inflammatory diseases, and autoimmune diseases. The researchers think that the depletion of essential fatty acids during childbearing years sets women up for those conditions in a way that men are never set up because they never get pregnant. And so the researchers recommend that women need to make sure that they have a source of undamaged essential fatty acids, both essential fatty acids, in their diet, both for their own health and for the health of their children. That's pretty profound. That's very profound, a really important message, especially especially these days, I mean, if 99% of people have a deficiency in these essential fatty acids, you know, what are the future generations going to be like? Yeah. Amongst yeah. other and things. Amongst many other things. Yeah, and, and if we're doing it wrong, somewhere along the line, we have to start doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, that's why you're on such a mission and you've been beating <laughs> yeah. the drum about this for decades now, and you're still... Yes, I've, I've been at it. I started, it, 
I started in 1980. That's when I got poisoned by pesticides. Flax oil started in 1986, and then Udo's oil uh, came out in 1994. So I've, I've been, I spent uh, 15 years living out of a suitcase for six to nine months of the year, just traveling and educating. And uh, now we're doing a lot more since since COVID. We've done a lot more online, um, and uh, but I'm still just still doing it. You are here. You are doing all these programs. You know, um, we're we're just about the end. But um, so I I just really want to acknowledge you and and thank you for the mission you've taken on in this lifetime, Mm -hmm. for the passion you have, for the high integrity that you have to um, make a unique product that has been tested, proven to really deliver the greatest benefit for people and uh, I know it takes a lot a lot of money a lot of research a lot of hard work you know you've been traveling lecturing constantly over these decades and uh, I I, I just want you to know how grateful we all are out here benefiting from the hard work you've done so thank you so much yeah thank you you thank you for that but also remember that what you've been doing for also a very long time which is an amplifier for the message, you know, obviously you're not just an amplifier because you know the topic very well as well. But, you know, if it wasn't for you doing what you're doing for God knows how many years now, I'd be talking to myself in the bathroom mirror. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. Uh, I want to acknowledge yeah. you for, for the effort you've made to get the word out and, and to invite guests like like you do. To, well, to help people to he- help people understand the the importance of health. Well, Udo, uh, it's it's just a pleasure to have you on the show again. You you always inspire me and remind me of the importance of the role of essential fatty acids. And Udo's choice is really the you know kind of the pinnacle of all the work you've done. So I yeah. uh, encourage people to go get your Udo's choice. Uh, take it as recommended, and let me know how you feel. So, Udo, thank you. we got to go. We're finished now with uh, the time allotted to me, and you take care, and uh, all the best to you always. And it's so good to hear you and know that you're getting younger and healthier every year. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank you, and I appreciate you. Thank you. And to, uh, and to all of you listening, thank you for joining me. For another fantastic show, I know you'll be back again next week. And as always, honor the wisdom of your feminine self. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman listening to What Women Must Know. See you next week. Bye for now. 